Oh, there we go. There it is. All right. There we go. Now I see it now. Yeah, it's a we're good. Thing. Um, this is episode two of Beast Word and Friends, and today I've got professor at Youngstown State University, owner of Socking Knob Design, Mr. Michael Pontikas. Thanks for having me. Yeah. At least you got my name right, or the, yeah. the design agent. Well, it's your last name spelled backwards. We talked about this, that we're super creative when we come up with the names for our companies. Yeah, I know. So what's going on? Oh man, what's not going on? It's been a it's been a crazy summer. I've been busy. Busy with Duo, busy with just design B-squared. work. Yeah, busy with B squared, which is I guess a good problem to That's have. It's a good problem to have. It's funding Jackson Hole twenty nineteen, so <laughs> Yeah, that's, that's the that's the one thing. It's like when you have your own business, it's everybody says, "Oh, that's the greatest thing." Oh, you work for yourself, or you know, it's like, "Well, no, I have a day job too." Yeah, because it's, it's kind of hard to work, especially in our industry, because nobody looks at like the whole creative thing. It's like, yeah, and I like I've said this, but like when I talked to Deanna, I was like, "Oh, like you tell people like I'm a graphic designer, like oh yeah, like my my cousin can like do this in PowerPoint." And I just immediately throw up in your mouth a little bit i want to throw throw up in my mouth and i want to punch him in the throat yeah um but yes i do have a big kid job um i've thought about going and doing my own thing but honest to god like the real like the thing that stops me is the freaking health insurance i know like if health insurance wasn't at the state that it is now i would be like oh yeah like i'm totally gonna do this this will be great but you know like i'm in a lot of activities like i'm an athlete like i'm 33 and i'm still an athlete and, yeah. and like if i blow my knee out snowboarding or something happens to me at the gym eh, yeah no and that was like you know that's say la vie yeah technology is like has made it easier mm-hmm. but i remember when i first let's say socket knob design 0.1 mm-hmm. back in 96 when i first started which was imageworks marketing i had no idea I mean, I did. I always liked it, but because I'm all self-taught, just like you yeah. are and stuff. And um, it wasn't like it is today, you know, where you have all these, you know, web-based applications like Canva and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, that, that takes us out of the market a little bit, um, you know, because, like, I have friends like Laura Hanley, for example. Like, Laura does all of her stuff in Canva. Like, she's got really no need for us because everything's digitally based now. You don't need you kind of don't need a designer if you're going to keep it in a digital realm. Now, granted, if you're a terrible creative and you just suck at coming up with ideas, yes, call us. But, you know, if if you kind of know your way around how to use that stuff. But the thing is, though, too, is, you know, going back to that, is that it helps small businesses who can't Mm -hmm. afford what we do. Yeah. And that's the thing, too. And and that's great, too. But, um just like you know my motto is you know if branding's so easy then why does your suck it, it's true for yeah. the most part i mean you need to hire companies or people who understand the whole process mm-hmm. than just going on there and saying oh well i've got a computer you know or or people say when you show them a quote on what it's going to cost them mm-hmm. they're like well wait a second don't you have a computer that doesn't do it like no no you still have to put the information in to get it to do what it says and that's funny like um i was looking at a a website a couple of days ago and it was just the logo and the look of the website did not match not even close yeah the color scheme wasn't even close and and i'm looking at this and i'm just like what are you doing 
and that's and that's the hardest part too is like you wonder like where are people coming up not even that it's like where are they even coming up with the ideas and mm-hmm. and that's one of the things that we have to deal with too as designers and creatives is like trying to protect our work and you know we've all seen places where you can get royalty free vector images and fonts mm-hmm. and which is fine um and not just royalty free or just free in general yeah. which you see everywhere afterwards and it's like oh. and you have to be careful too because then if somebody's paying you you know a decent chunk of money mm-hmm. to design something and you might use an aspect of that vector artwork or image yeah yeah you have to be careful that's why it's great that now you know flash forward 20 some years in 2018 um it makes it nicer because it's it's less expensive i remember you know before when i was doing work and then i was the creative and marketing director for butlerwick investments uh-huh. you're buying stock images like the good stuff they're like 900 bucks a disc yeah 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 so at that time we had was... we had like books of discs when i worked at avi and like, oh yeah my boss told me she's like these are like one of the most expensive things we've ever purchased and then yeah. like those were getting phased out when i started there in 2007 and then it was all iStock photo and now you can go on and i mean i'll say like if i'm designing something just for me or free all the time i mean oh. there's so much there in like i could ramble off 10 10 free stock photography websites that like people will tell you to go use that right. i've seen in marketing presentations yep and um, now, like, with Google Images and Google Fonts and all this other stuff yeah. that is free, and it, which is good. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, though, is, like, okay, so how is it going to be used? You know, you know, looking at what the client is and, and, and what they want and, you know, trying to give them something different all the time, it, it, can, it can be tough. Yeah, it gets hard, and, you know, everybody, I always say everybody likes to play marketing because it's not, like... Right. It's not like accounting, like where you can either do accounting right or you can do accounting wrong and well, go to jail. Yeah, if you do it wrong, yeah. It's like there's no creativity in accounting because yeah. creative accounting, that's where you get... Yeah, that's called going to jail. Yeah. Going to jail, getting the, getting the bracelets on. Yeah. But, so. um... And, and again, it's like I have, I have these arguments all the time. Not arguments, but let's say discussions, you know, about what we do. Mm-hmm. And trying to be creative and really I think it's just being able to use your whole brain it's about being able to understand analytics and and Mm -hmm. using that analytical side of your brain and just using your whole damn brain as I even tell my students like you gotta use your whole brain yeah don't ever say you're not creative you might be creative just because you might not be able to produce something you know, and, you know, design a brochure, design a logo mm-hmm. or whatever it is or a website, if you understand what goes into it and you can have that direction and tell somebody what to do and not be over their shoulder. And yeah, you might not be able to execute it, but you can at least explain what you right. want and say, yeah, this, I don't think this lays out here correctly. Maybe move this. That's, that's huge too. You know, if you, if you have that and then you pair it with some design skills, that's, that's pretty good. It makes it easier. Yeah. And that's, I think, like, I've, I graduated with a couple of people that are in marketing that didn't do design. And, like, my old roommate, hi, Kim, if you ever watch this, Kim calls me in a panic. She's like, I've been design, and I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. Well, that, yeah. And I'm like, hey, why don't you give me a call? Yeah. And, yeah, that's the thing, too. It's, oh, I've, I've given many a family discount to, to uh, some of my clients, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. But... 
you know, you have to sometimes. Yeah. You know, or there's there's been times where I have screwed up and it's like, ooh, that's not good. That's not good. But I enjoy it. It, it, it keeps me going, though. That's the fun part about it. You know, people don't realize, too, it's like, I think people who are, who say that they're not creative and they just keep, you know, doing what they're doing, you have to have some kind of creative outlet. Yeah. I don't care if it's coloring books or just anything. Cooking is Yeah, like, you have to do something. Like, my mom's creative, but she's not creative like I am. She sews. And she's a, oh my god, she's, like, an amazing, like, she made all of our Halloween costumes when we were growing up. Like, she'll still make me stuff. Ridiculous. Like, she's just, that's how she's creative. Right. I can't sew to save my life. I can sew a button. That's about it. Um, my button sewing skills have a lot to be desired. Yeah. Yeah. But, like, that's, that's her, that's her creative outlet. Yeah. Like, that's, that's what she does. And that's what you want. And, but some people, it's like, even like, because, you know, you and I both went through a school of business, but we, you know, with the whole marketing mm-hmm. and advertising, you know, it's a little bit different. And I'd like to point out that none of the classes that I took when I was, well, actually, none of the classes that they have now were even in existence in 2007. There was no social media marketing, there was media buying for traditional media, like buying on the radio and buying television spots. That's a, no, that's all, that's all gone bye-bye. It's all social media, which is, blows my mind how fast that came on. In 10 years? Yeah. Yeah. Because when I started, I was teaching part-time, and I was teaching some of the advertising classes part-time. And then when I started full-time is when the change started, and I started incorporating that. When did you start full-time? Uh, 09. Yeah, see, I graduated in, because I never had you in class. No. Um, so in 09, it was, social media wasn't where it is today. You know, Facebook was, that year, I think Facebook just kind of moved into the mainstream where, you know, grandma, grandpa, and, yeah, I and had, Carol and everybody were getting on. I think I've been on Facebook since 2006, but it was only on the desktop. And then I think in 9, 10, it moved mobile. Mobile. And then, yeah, you're right. Everybody and their mother had Facebook. Yep. Yep. Went from MySpace. <laughs> <and> <laughs> I MySpace. have MySpace page, too. Yeah, I, yeah. But, um, no, it's... Well, even if you think about it, too, like, Amazon, Google, and Facebook, they're just basically analytics companies and and big media companies and media firms more so than what they're doing. You know, this kind of, like... Uh, my boss, who was he was the senior vice president of the private client group mm-hmm. at Butler Wick Investments, he came from Schwab, and he always said Charles Schwab they were a marketing firm that just happened to be in investments. Mm-hmm. I mean, their marketing was down to T. And if you ever see, you know, the time that I was working there from '02 to '08, um, before we got bought out. I would always watch Schwab and see what they're doing. I mean, looking at their print, looking at their yeah, you know, their TV commercials, and you know, looking at their their website and just seeing how everything was nice and consistent. And that's the other thing too is is depending on how big a firm is, a company is, and what they're doing, you have to have that consistency. Yeah, and that's huge. And that was one of the things like that was one of the things that my bosses at ABI really, really drilled down to me is consistency, like we and and that was one of the things like that was probably one of the things I was most proud of being in that marketing department is we were consistent we were consistent with the look we were consistent with the message 
Um, you know, and that's one thing that I try and take at B squared and at VEC is, okay, we need some sort of like, you know, we have to have consistency and it's hard because I'm one person and you know, like I've perfect example. I updated my letterhead for my estimators today. One of my estimators was using the old letterhead and he really didn't understand why I was freaking out. Yeah, that's the control freak in us, too. Yeah, I'm like, that's not the right letterhead. He goes, it's not? I go, nope. Yeah. 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 And the one thing, too, is, like, one of my clients, um, Bergen Real Estate, um, when I started working with them, oh, God, five years ago, mm-hmm. um, you know, Patrick, he was like, okay, we have these, you know, sale sheets and these single sheets, and here's what they are, and they all looked bit different, and there mm-hmm. was no consistency. So yeah. that was one of the things I did was, we had a, a system in place, you know, we, I changed them around and, you know, we had a look and he went through and just threw everything out, all the old stuff. Cause he did not want anybody. He's like, if somebody even had it on their computer, yeah, that that's was what it. I did. This is what it is. This is what we're using. And what's nice too is like, and you know, working with a client like that too. And it was, it was small stuff. But what was nice is that they have, he has an in-house marketing person, you know, Brendan Boyle. Yeah. And I helped him and kind of like... Did you know that sure. Brendan's dad was the assistant principal at Kennedy? Yeah. I didn't realize that until we were at Duyo. And yeah. I, and I was like, what do you, where's your dad work? He goes, Kennedy. I go, who's your dad? He goes, uh, Jim Boyle. And I... Yeah, you were right there because we were at Susie's. Right I was yeah. like, oh my God, I yeah. love your dad. Yeah, I know. I know. That was kind of cool. Small world in marketing oh, here small in, world in this area. the Mahoning Valley. Yeah. But, you know, it was kind of nice. It's like I didn't have to worry about those things or the small things. And, and you know, when you and when you have a good relationship with a client like that, it's yeah. like you know that when the big projects are to come on, you're going to be that person that's, you know, going to spearhead those. Mm-hmm. And, and, and Brendan has, you know, learned too. It's like the same boat we were in, just learning and learning and, you know, me yeah. showing him, um, you know, what to do. So it, it helps on those aspects. Yeah. Um, do you like do you follow up with your clients if you haven't heard from them in a while or is it just sort of like because i i struggle with this sometimes like because there's a couple of clients like i've done a lot of work for them and they're just they've just kind of gone silent like that's fine they, they might not have anything for me to do i don't know that but you know in the back of my mind i'm like well did i do something wrong or do you not you know no i think it's yeah and i have that that happens to me all the time i'll, I'll go from like you know projects for like six months straight and then don't hear from anybody yeah. I, mean, I think it all depends too on what the client does yeah you know what industry they're in um i had a large manufacturing company and you know did work for them for a little bit and then nothing happened and then they had to change something because they put a new process in or they you know bought a new you know company out mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden it was like you know we're like you know back into it you know yeah so um but I think when you keep up your client, you know, keep in touch with your clients and, you know, I know plus being more or less, let's say a, a freelance small firm, mm-hmm. a lot of times too is you tend to give away a lot of time to them. Yeah. You know, but because they're such a good client, you don't care. Yeah. You know, it's like something might take you three hours, you might charge them an hour for. Yeah. Because it's like, you know, probably spend most of the time just fucking around on the computer yeah and like oh does this you know so you're not going to charge a client for that for something like you're going to second guess right yeah and there's a lot of times too like i know especially with patrick the first thing that i give him i know it's going to get shot down 
and so it's just like oh I know I just it's like it's like where is it where is it I'm like I know that you're gonna shoot this first idea down and sure enough it's like yeah he's like nah this isn't it you know so and that and again knowing the client that well yeah it makes it easier it does yeah I think like some some of my clients like I'll send them one thing and they're like oh my god I love this and I'm just like okay that's like that's that's probably like your best case scenario and then like other ones it's like I did a, a logo and it was really hard for this guy to articulate what he wanted. And that's, yeah. And like you, I like, I'm like, I'm trying to pull it out of this guy and I'm like, I'm racking my brain and I'm thinking, what, like, what doesn't he like? What do you like? What do you want to see? I don't know. Okay. That's not the yeah. answer I'm really looking for. Well, and that's, that's, um, that's probably one of the other biggest things too is like there's sometimes I can knock something out of the park in like you know a couple hours I'm like wow this is great and it was like real complex real hard Mm -hmm. and then some of the easiest crap that I've done and stuff that I've done and logos and, and whatever it is and the simplest of things it takes me forever Sometimes do you feel like, like, as you're, like, talking and, like, sometimes if, if I'm talking with a client, like, I get the idea like that. Like, I know exactly what I'm going to do. I go home. I'll lay it out. Like, that's, that's what it's going to be. Yep. And other times I, it's like pulling teeth. Yeah. The hardest part for me sometimes is, again, like, the easiest things. Mm-hmm. It's, you're like, oh, I've got to do a full page ad for, you know, whatever program or magazine. And it's like, oh. I'm just staring at, you know, my computer. So I'll just shut it off. Uh-huh. And I'll just start sketching. I'll just That's what sketch I do. It out. Yeah. Sometimes I can't lay something out on a computer, so I'll mm-hmm. sketch it out. Not not all the time. It's not like every project I do that. But I would say like one out of every three or four, yeah. I, I've got it sketched out before I've got it laid out. And there's other times, it's like, I love, probably my biggest resource is Pinterest. Yeah, Pinterest is nice. Pinterest is that's the Pinterest shit right is there. Nice. Oh yeah, and and really over the last couple of months, I haven't even been on Facebook that often. I mean, I'll I'll have like sixty notifications. I'm like, oh shit, now I gotta look at this. But, um, and I do have a lot of books because I love reading books mm-hmm. and looking at magazines. Or I'll look at any magazine. I don't care where it is. Um, I forget on the first uh, year one of Duyo when I did the whole. Um, you know, how to be disruptive with print uh-huh. talk that I did. And I had all these magazines and it was like so cool. It was looking at how they were designed and laying out because people don't realize is, you know, when you're reading a magazine and, and the time that goes into designing a magazine and a publication, it's pretty damn hard. Making sure that everything fits, making sure you have the right wording, making sure that, you know, you have the right font size for the text and then everything else that goes into it and all those elements, mm-hmm. it takes time. Yeah. You know, it's not and then waiting for content to come in to dump into it. And hoping that you've got enough space to dump that that you've yeah. allotted enough for what the content is. Yeah. And there's like so many publications out there that are just like so crappy so shitty Mm -hmm. and you're like how do they do this every month and you're like even local ones and you're like wow okay there's a couple of local ones even like print and digital like I'm reading through them I'm like that's a typo and like I get it like every once in a while you do have a typo 
you want to hear my typo story? Like, this is probably, like, the best typo story I've ever Oh, I've got. got one, too, so go ahead. So, um, I was doing a bit at AVI. It was for the West Virginia Capitol Building. And I basically spelled Virginia Virginia. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, that was a good one. Yeah, okay, that wins. Yeah, that, that, that wins. probably wins up against anybody. And yeah. my Pasquale comes to my desk, and he's like, what's wrong with this? And I was like, I don't know. I had been lo- Granted, I've been looking at that layout for And that's nothing, yeah. And I was like, nothing, nothing's wrong with it. He was like, you spelled Virginia wrong. I'm like, no, I don't. Oh, yeah, I did. Yeah, Whoops, I did. my bad. Yeah, my biggest one. And it wasn't that bad, but again, this is where, you know, when you're looking at, and this is where spell check doesn't. Doesn't help you. Doesn't help you because if the word is spelled correctly, if it's the wrong word, like it was case in point it was manner and manner yeah so it was supposed to be manner as you know manner in which you do things m-a-n-n-e-r and i had m-a-n-o-r yeah they're not gonna pick that up they're not gonna pick that up you know and it was like after it was printed i was like and this is a big job and i was like and the client was like uh next time we go around on this one we're gonna have to change this i'm like Sorry, Patrick. Bergen. Yeah, but it's hard because, like, if you... At least for me, like, if I'm... If I'm... I cannot... It's so hard for me to edit my own stuff. Like, I have to do it, walk away for a few hours... Yeah. And then come back and look at it. Yeah. Perfect... Another perfect example, when we... I, when I was doing the ads competition, I was the voice of the book. I was the one that was writing it. We... We scrub that thing. I gave it to my mom to reach... The third word on the first page was spelled wrong. She's like, this isn't spelled right. I go, it's not. Yeah, I know. Oh, we had even even to this day, just yeah. It's hard because you know when you're especially like a twenty-some page publication, and yeah. When you have you know fifteen, twenty people, you know, going through it, especially if they've been looking at it for the last six months, it's you're gonna have something that goes through. It. Yeah. Um. And I get that. I mean, I I catch typos all the time on major websites, and you're like, wow, how did you know? How did you miss that? So. But, um, I still, I mean, it's, it's enjoyable. I, I wouldn't, I really wouldn't change any path that I've taken. I don't know what I, what I would do if I wasn't a designer, because I'm, I pretty much suck at everything else. Like, I'm terrible at math. Like, I'm really bad at math. And it's surprising enough, we use a lot of math. I know, but, um, I, my brain, and my, that blows my dad's mind, because my dad's, re- like, super analytical. He's a swan die maker. He's a machinist. He uses trig. Like, he can do math like it's nobody's business. And I, my brain does not function like that in the slightest. No. And it frustrates the hell out of him. Yeah, I know. And I'm just over here, you know, making pretty pictures and stuff. And <laughs> oh, like, make it look pretty. Yeah, make it look pretty. That's what I get a lot. Make it look pretty. Okay, well, let's get right on that. Yeah, that's, wow. That's, my, one, of, that's one of my biggest pet peeves is when somebody says, well, just make it look pretty. All right. How pretty do you want it? Yeah, because I'm going to make it look pretty as the way I think it looks pretty. Yeah. You might have a completely different opinion. Completely different. And that's one of the things, too, when I'm working on a project, depending on what it is, it's you know, kind of like going through that whole creative brief. So you know, going through all the 20 questions or whatever, you know, asking them what they want, what they don't want. Because mm-hmm. I always, when I do something, I'll do it in black and white first. Um, so... I'll try and give them something that they 
want or that they think that they want Mm -hmm. and then I'll do what I think that they need and then I'll try and have one like right in the middle so you do that you give them what they want and then what you think would look better Mm -hmm. and then kind of like try and marry the two marry the two depending on what it is and then from there see which direction Mm -hmm. they go and usually it's kind of that middle ground you know because they're 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 afraid to to take that jump Mm -hmm. and they always say no we need to just you know we need a new look we need to freshen up you know it's like well you know again that's another thing too it's like well is the logo isn't going to do that you know it's like what is behind the logo what is the you know what is your brand really saying is you know yeah do you need to change that story because that's really what's that's really what's yeah and that's the whole thing too it's like if you're if you're looking at go into more of a modern and let's say contemporary look mm-hmm. are you going to back it up with what you're doing yeah you know and that's another hard part is like again everybody thinks you know the logo is you know branding I'm like oh there's so much more the logo is like yeah, that much big. yeah and and then the best is when they're saying oh we need this that this that this and the other it's like well, well why do you yeah. have somebody to maintain that? <laughs> yeah, it's like, so you want all this in there, and then when it gets shrunk down to, you know, an inch square, Oh, that's the best when they give you, like, a laundry list of 75 things they want in the logo, and then you're like, well, what are you going to use this for? Oh, business cards. Get it embroidered on polo shirts. Well, that's not going to work. No. No. I, I mean, I think, too, like... What's also been nice as far as technology goes is, like, the cost of printing is so much cheaper. Oh, yeah. Depending on what you're going to do. Yeah. I um, I mean, I know a lot of students will go and use... Um, what's the one real cheap? Vistaprint? Vistaprint. I, I've never used Vistaprint. I use U-Printing. They're pretty, they're pretty reasonable, too. I've had people who have gone to Vistaprint, like, real quick just to get something done, and... I've given them the designs, and I'm like, oh, please tell me you're going to print on something else, because it, a lot of times, too, it'll... And nothing against, again, you know, it's inexpensive, and especially for students who want to get something. Yeah. I mean, if you're going to want to spend the money, and you want to make a difference, I always use Moo, and I tell them to go to Moo.com, because uh-huh. their stuff is... I... See, I'm always... Like, I want to show love to, like, the local printers... So, like, all of my stuff, I get done locally. Like, I, and I didn't realize that, like, I was all about, like, the the shop local stuff probably maybe, like, three, four years ago. Like, as I started to get into this, I'm just like, you know what? I'm, gonna, like, going to try and, you know, as, as much as I can, show love right. to the local printers. And, and just the local businesses in general. Oh, absolutely. Don't get me wrong. When a job is big, you know, especially for, like, clients. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to go because, you know, with paper and stuff like that. But... When you want to make that first impression and you don't have a big budget, mm-hmm. you know, a student's not going to be, I mean, yeah, they're not going to be able to 50, fork, you know, yeah. and plus they give discounts to students, so they're not going to be able to fork over for 5,000 business cards, you know, to get a really good price. Yeah. It's a little bit. Who needs 5,000 business cards, first of all? Yeah. I just ordered 100. Yeah. And I guarantee you I'm not going to pass them all out of Duvio, and if I do, God bless me. Yeah, I, I, shit, I think I have still left over from last year. Oh, I have a stack of them left over from last year, too. They're sitting in my glove compartment. 
I pass them out sometimes in network. Well, meetings. I had, like, last year, because I had the different cards printed out. Yeah. Which is nice, because they have the variable printing there. Uh-huh. And you can have one side, you know, the same, and then everything else. I mean, if you got 500 business cards, you can have 500 fronts, and back is, you know, whatever all your cards Oh, that's are. cool. Yeah. That's kind of nice. I might have to check this out. Yeah. Um, which, again, you're going to have to pay a lot more where you go yeah so that's what makes it nice mm-hmm. but um no I mean there's a lot of great printers around here that I definitely use um for that so but yeah so it's uh it's fun I think that's the nice, I think that's the nice thing too with design especially when you're again when you're doing a project depending on what it is you have to you know and I love print and I love digital I mean I like it all mm-hmm. you know and, yeah but me again, too. it has to keep that consistency but you know, depending on what the client wants and, and what they're trying to go after, you know, especially like with a print piece, is you want to have that reaction of all the senses because you're touching something, you know, you're, you're looking, you're trying to evoke, you know, some kind of emotion where, you know, all your sensory, you know, you know your senses are getting, mm-hmm. you know, punched in the face, you know, in a good way, I guess. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, but it's, it's a lot more than what people think. Oh, I could just, you know, you got word. <laughs> No, no, don't do it. Don't do it. Do it. Oh, yeah. for the love of God, don't do it. Um, who's, give me an example of a company that's doing it right in print, who's doing it right digitally. In, in, in what way? Just like somebody you like, like their design or. Oh, um, wow, that's a tough one. Um, probably print in what they do is pentagram like uh michael beirut paula Shear, um that company is like they're one of the they're like only independent branding agencies in the world uh-huh. and they've done stuff for everybody i mean they did hillary clinton's logo they just um you know they they do so much stuff and it's just clean simple everything you know you think wow it's like you know how do you, you know, come up with something did you know that progressive has their own in-house marketing agency it's called octane 96 really yeah look up their website it's actually pretty sweet i stumbled upon it a couple of days ago i don't even know how i found the website um but it's called octane 96 and it's their it's their in-house marketing agency they deal they handle all of the flow stuff interesting it's really cool Hmm. i'll have to check that out and that's like again maybe for another um another podcast but that's one of the things too is like a lot of companies are looking to bring their agencies in house Mm -hmm. and actually one of my students from his name was Chris Lasson he graduated in 2011 Um, he was an advertising PR major and then he went to YSU and then he went and got his BFA in graphic design because he loved it kind of like kind of like my little like little first kind of like protege mentor kind mm-hmm. of thing where um and he's actually the creative director um and digital creator for franklin baseball girls that's cool yeah yeah he's been out there he's i mean yeah i talked to him a couple of weeks ago and and yeah he's he's the one who developed their whole online presence as far as their like kind of like you know design your own gloves you know wow yeah so he's kind of like yeah, like, yeah. Right. you know youngstown state grad working there we go you know power of the penguin yeah exactly exactly so you know i think um people underestimate you know what comes out of youngstown 
think they vastly underestimate what comes out of Youngstown. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I think the design will start coming. I mean, there's a lot of great talent out there, but I think they just don't get the... Well, and, like, with the, like, the designer showcase, um, like, I've heard of Sour Ball Python, and, like, I went on Christina's website, and, like, some of the stuff they put, like, she sent me the ad for the back of the program, and I, I emailed her. I was like, your ad's awesome. I'm like, that's pretty freaking sweet. Um, and that they're out of... Um, Salem. Salem. Yeah. They did, they redid the logo for 1820 House, and it's, like, again, super simple. Like, 1820's original logo, Candle Company, Salem, Ohio. Um, it was a serif font. And then they took it and went sans serif. And I was like, oh my God, it's like, and that's what I love. Like, and that's what I think my style is. Like my style is like super simple. Like if you're looking for something like ridiculously intricate, I'm going to tell you to go to somebody else because that's just not how I, I, I work. Like I love stuff that's just clean, a lot of white space. I blame Neil Rupert for that because he's like white space isn't a bad thing. And then I took that to the, you know, nth degree. Good old Neil. Good old Neilio. He's a good guy. Yeah. You gotta but get him on this show. I should. He would just sit here and bitch for 15 minutes. This is true. This is true. Just start getting talking about Notre Dame and... And baseball and, and his baseball. dog. And he'd be yes, fine. He'd be fine. Um, yeah, it, and again, it's like I try and... I try and do things simple, mm-hmm. but yet complex. Kind of like an oxymoron. Though. Yeah. Are you like... And, and like, because I I want to start doing this. Like, are you always like looking to learn like new things within the programs? Yeah, and that helps because it's like I'm always looking at at tutorials or just kind of like just learning on my own. Yeah, and trying to YouTube's figure things great. out. Yeah, um, because if anybody says that they know the ins and outs of every one of those programs, bullshit. Bullshit. I'll call bullshit. Because there's seven ways to do one thing. Yeah. And I learned that even, like, I remember sitting down at the computer one day with my boss at AVI at the time, and, like, Laura's, like, going through, and she's using all the drop-down menus to get to the, I'm like, just use the keyboard commands! Yeah. Yeah. And that's, and I think that's one of those things, too, is, like, I know people bitch about, you know, let's, you know, getting, let's say, into the, the tech side of things, like, when you're using, like, all the Adobe stuff, and, and people bitch about, you know, oh, I can't believe I gotta pay, you know, 40 bucks a month, or whatever it is, I'm like, and I'm like, well, A, it's the industry standard. Mm-hmm. Um, B, it used to be way more expensive. It used to be way more expensive. And what's nice about it is, like, you get all the updates. Yeah. Automatically. By the way, I didn't realize that you could set text boxes in InDesign to, like, the way that you did the Duo program. I'm, like, because I, I went in there and hijacked it up. I apologize. So don't, next year, if you do the program, I'm just apologizing in advance for the train wreck of the text boxes. Because I didn't realize that you could say, like, okay, this is a text box. This is the font that it's supposed to be. These are the indentations. I learned so much just, you know, messing around in that program. But, yeah, it's, it's like, it's just crazy. All you styles. Know? Yeah, I didn't know that you could do that. And I'm like, well, it's like a word processor on steroids. Oh, it's, it's, it's human growth hormones. I love that. I love InDesign. Yeah. And the funny part about it, too, is, like, everybody's, like, afraid of it. And because of how... I remember when I first... It was a 95... 94, I was... Was that even out? Like, did they even have yeah. Adobe products in 94, 95? Oh, yeah. I mean, you had Illustrator, you had... I was nine, by the way. Photoshop, but it was like two. Yeah. But they had... What they did is they bought a company called um, Aldis PageMaker. So it was PageMaker first. I remember PageMaker. And it was it was always like, depending on who... What house you were in, it was like, 
You either used Illustrator and Cork Express, which was, again, a page layout. I heard that. I've heard of Cork. Or you were Macromedia Freehand and PageMaker. Never heard of that. Yeah. Macromedia, they came out with Dreamweaver first, and they had Freehand, Dreamweaver, and then Adobe bought them out and just kind of, like, ramped up Illustrator mm-hmm. and what you know what it is today. Yeah. So. Oh, there's a, there's a shit ton of stuff that I love doing and just making life easier for myself. I, like, if you were to tell me Illustrator or um, InDesign, I'm going to tell you Illustrator because that's what I taught myself on, but I love Illustrator for layouts. Or, I'm sorry, InDesign for layouts. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because I was having a little bit of an issue with InDesign today where I could not constrain my... I was trying to make some text boxes or, you know, just even with my images because I love when people would just try and resize an image and not hold the shift key down and so I was doing that with Jesus take the wheel and I was doing that today and it was not working I was holding shift down and then trying to you know make what was it doing it wasn't constraining oh because sometimes like if you're if what I learned is if it's if the bounding box is the same size as the image you hold down shift and command on on a Mac and it'll everything will go together I even tried drawing out just, a, I was like, okay, something's wrong here. I thought maybe it was my shift button. So I just went and got the, just the, you know, the, the rectangle toolbox and I was holding shift down just to draw out a square. Yeah. And it wasn't doing it. Oh. Yeah. And then I went, of course, thank God for, you know, um, the Adobe help. And then people were saying that I had to like delete my preferences and then, oh yeah, it was like a nightmare. So I think, I think I did it. I had trouble like that within, um, Premiere Pro. I was getting a lot of lag on my previews, and I, of course, Adobe Help, this is what you have to do, and I yeah. ended up, you know, learning. See, that's the one thing out. I would like to learn. I mean, maybe that'll be my, my new kind of like renaissance thing is getting into more um, video. I never got into Premiere Pro or After Effects. I got into it because we were shooting videos at VEC, and one of our project managers actually went to school for it, so Nick taught me how to do it. And once you get into, once you learn how to do it, it's really easy, and then like, you know, when we go snowboarding and everything, every, you know, we're, I'm yeah. taking the GoPro, we're doing all this. And my friend Jeff, he's an engineer, and oh my God, Ponce, some of the movies he's put together is just ridiculous because he knows how to do Premiere Pro. Yeah. Yeah, that's what the, I mean, I used to do like, um, what was it? iMovie? Yeah, yeah, I've done movies in iMovie. Yeah, and, and that's kind of cool, you know, where you could do videos a little bit quicker, mm-hmm. you know, and that's nice, and that's kind of like, it's not, I know it's not that hard, it's just sitting down and spending a couple hours a day, or, mm-hmm. you know, you know, just trying to figure it out. I'm not going to be doing, you know, 3D animation or anything like that. Yeah, just... no, I'm not doing that, but, like, I did, I shot a couple of movies for my gym, and learned how to use like keyframes to do like slow-mo that was like the coolest thing ever yeah. like that day i learned how to do that i was like you guys i'm like i'm trying to like explain this to people and they're like yeah that's that's cool cool like, just yeah that's the other thing too like trying to explain what you do it's like yo, you make pretty pictures but yeah that's like one of the things i want to try and, and learn is you know get more into like a little bit of the video yeah it's it's pretty once you kind of get the handle of how you set up the sequences what the keyframes do and what you can do with the keyframes then it's you know yeah. then it's pretty easy and it's a lot of YouTube videos if you're not sure. <laughs> Thank God for YouTube. God bless I didn't YouTube. have that shit when I was doing it. Well, I didn't have it the first like when I was in college. Yeah. YouTube didn't exist, so I was calling two people. I got the bootleg copy from my buddy Chris. It was a Illustrator 
And if I didn't know something, I was either calling Chris or I was calling my friend Melissa, because she was going to Dayton for some long thing. And moral of the story is, is Melissa used to work at, I think, she still might, I don't know. She worked at Blue Sky Creative. It was the, um, the movie studio that did, like, the Ice Ages, Charlie oh, Brown. Okay. All right. Yeah. So, if I didn't know something, I'd be calling Melissa. And it was cool. Melissa actually drew our little character squirrel in the book for our ad competition. Oh, no. That was Melissa's, that oh, was no. Melissa's animation. Or drawing, whatever the hell it was at that point. Um, but yeah, I, I was, they were my YouTube. How do you do this? How do you do that? And then when I got to AVI, it was Laura and Pasquale and Neil. Mostly yeah. Neil yelling at me, but. Yeah. yeah. Now he would yell at me, too, because I worked with Neil when we, I was working at Van Foster and Associates. Mm-hmm. In downtown Youngstown. So, uh, yeah. But, no, it's it's a great thing. I would, you know, like to see more people understand what it is. Yeah. Um, I'd like to see more marketers understand what it is because that's probably my biggest frustration is, okay, you're a marketer. You're what I would consider a creative. You're in the field where you have to be able to understand it. It's like, I understand social media. I understand all that stuff. Like, right. why can't you just take well, five minutes and understand what I do? Yeah, I think what it is is that people still have that misconception of what marketing, public relations, graphic design, Mm -hmm. um, you know, branding, anything like that is. And the problem is, is that they all have to work together, but yet they're separate. Yeah. You know, marketing is the foundation of everything else that happens. Mm -hmm. And, and with marketing is, you know, the biggest thing is if you don't have a product or service, or an idea, then you have nothing. Yeah, you have to have a story to tell. Yeah, and it's you, you have to have something. You have to have something that's good, and then going from there and taking what you have there and that basis of, you know, what your business is and what your core competencies are and what your competitive advantage is, and then now you have to have at least a good story. I mean, not everybody's going to have it, but you still have to... You know, you still have to, you know, start from, you know, what you are and you know, what you're trying to, you know, get out there mm-hmm. and making sure that there's no bullshit because people are going to read through that. Oh, yeah. 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 I go on some of these websites and I'm just like, why are you talking like this? Yeah. Because they're not, they're not, they're trying to be something that they're not. Yeah. And I think that's one of the coolest things with social media is it was like, you have a lot of, you have a lot of companies that are doing it right. Like they're not trying to really sell yeah they might be showing you their products but they're not saying like you need to do this you need to do that they're just like hey this is what we have going on and they're like sharing different aspects of you know what goes on behind the scenes um there's a crossfit apparel company i talked about it on this i talked about it on the last episode and i would honest god i'd love to get this guy the owner his name's todd hernandez the company's called project x they make apparel they make apparel for crossfit and a lot of his designs come from like Hawaii. He's got very tribal, very like kind of well. Sometimes like tribal, but I probably have every single Star Wars shirt release that this guy has ever done. Um, he pulls in a lot of stuff like from his childhood, but their social strategy is just like I admire it so much because he's really passionate about music. He's passionate about Hawaii and just being an activist and just being a general ambassador for goodwill. Um, and like I said, like his, the designs that he puts out on the website are cool. The website's really clean. Everything matches. It's re- like, 
you know, you get a you get an, uh, a postcard with every order you get. It matches up to what's on the website. Like everything's just really, oh, really nice. clean. He's got a lot of continuity. Um, I think the one year for the Star Wars launch, I was the first to order because you literally it's limited release. Once it's gone, it's gone, and that's the other cool thing about the company. So you know, they tell oh, you cool. this shirt's gonna launch at. It's usually noon Pacific Standard Time, so it's 3 o'clock here. And every May 4th, they do a Star Wars launch, and I'm on refresh, refresh, refresh. And the one year I was probably, like, I was the first order. He sent me, like, a card, like, hey, you're the first order, and I got a little Princess Leia keychain. Like, that was, like, but again, like, he's embodying his brand, and he puts his phone number and his email address on every postcard that he sends. You know, if you have a problem, call me directly. I don't, you know, I'll, I'll resolve it. And that's a big thing, too, that companies don't realize is that customer service is part of your marketing. Yeah. And that's the big thing, too, is, like, even with, you know, bringing, even, like, with advertising and everything else and how people feel that advertising is dying or certain aspects of it, but you have to look at how you have to change. And and that's the thing is, like, customer service is going to be your key thing. That's why, you know, even though Amazon bought out, let's say, Zappos, Uh Zappos is, the reason why is because... Zappos did it perfectly. With oh, man, that customer service. service is, like, ridiculous. Yeah. It's harder to get a job at Zappos than it is to get into Harvard. Yeah. That's saying something. They don't just take anybody. Yeah. You know, and that's the key thing. And and they could fire you, too. They, they say it's like, you know, if you're not working out or if it's not, you know, they actually pay you to leave. Which kind yeah, of, because they're going to protect their brand. Yeah, exactly. And that's, what, and that's the one thing that people don't want to do is, like, Sometimes they protect it to to a point where they get violent on yeah. social media protecting it. Which I have is a bad. really good example about that. So the CrossFit gym that I go to, Jason does a fantastic job of protecting. Like I just realized, like that's what he's doing, is like because we just like we've gone through a couple of name changes, and Jay likes to change up the logo a lot, which is fine. Like he's he's not a graphic designer, but he has Illustrator, and he actually puts out really good designs. I'm like. Jay, like, you're pretty good at this, buddy. Um, but he put, a, like, a big, long post up today. Like, you know, it's now, it was the speed shop. Now it's Southern Park Athletics because we're down in the Southern Park District of Youngstown. Okay. Um, everything's, you know, now consistent. So Park Athletics, hashtags, name, or um, handles on social media. But he goes, you know, like, we have a referral program. But, you know, he said, he's like, I just don't want anybody here you know i don't want to take their money if if i feel like they're not going to work out i will he goes and i've given people their money back because they're just and like he gets it he protects the shit out of his brand yeah and you have to do that yeah you you have to do that yeah if you're gonna if you're gonna go out there and you're gonna put yourself out there as i don't really like using this word too much because i think it's lost its meaning as far as what it is we always hear that authentic yeah authenticity which is like okay well if you're just being who you are and you have to say that you're authentic, then, then, then you're not really authentic. Then, yeah. You're not authentic. Yeah, it's like when people have to say who they are all the time or what they do, it's like, yeah, don't, you know, don't give me that. But, you know, you truly, if you are that person and you're the voice of that company, yeah, you want to make sure that you protect it. You want to make sure that, you know, whatever's being said or you're going to defend it, but doing it in a way that's not going to come off like you're a dick. Yeah. And some companies do that, you know, because I think what it is is because they, they want to protect it so much, they're going to say the first thing that comes is like, oh, wait a few seconds, wait a day, and then kind of like, you know, and I've had to do that for clients. I've had to tell them, get off the keyboard, 
please go go step walk, back. go walk take a, a walk and let me handle it give it a second you know and everybody me, take a breath exactly and let me handle it and it'll be it'll be fine and it, it's worked out that way yeah. yeah you do what you do great and do what you do and i'll do what i do so how are we on time you know, i don't know i know this is like uh, that's what happened when i did it with that uh, we got 47 minutes man we're doing good yeah. um Three hours when I was doing it with Lewis Lee. Okay, well, we're not going to go for three yeah, hours no, because no. I've got to meet somebody at a golf course in a yeah, half an hour. Because it was like me, Lewis Lee, and John Green. And okay. it was like, we just, we just, just, we're just talking and well, talking and talking. It's like, it's nice to just shoot the shit because I'm the only person at VEC that does what I do and I start talking about this stuff and it's like, wee! <laughs> yeah. Nobody understands it. I'm just like, never mind. No, and that's the kind of, it's, it's hard trying to find it too. It's just hard trying to find people who actually understand it. Yeah. And, and it's not so much like I like competition and I like doing what I do and it's like do I want a lot of clients I want good clients I don't mm. care if I had five clients that I work with all the time yeah. that'd be perfectly fine quality not quantity yeah because then it's like you just start doing it. it's like oh no and not to say that I haven't reused some of my work mm-hmm. but it's stuff that I might have done something for a client and it didn't fit with what they were doing. Yeah. And then I always save it. I mean, whatever I do, I save. And I have all my stuff. And then... To so the point I, where, like, I'm running out of a hard drive. And my aunt was nice enough to get me a hard drive for Christmas. I'm like, thank you so much. Yeah, I've got, I think, more external hard drives than I do moleskin notebooks. Um, but it just gives you never know. Yeah. And it's like, even when I'm working on a logo, it's like, I'll... I'll you know, oh, I always save. I save. Then... I have, like, the file where I have all the concepts... And I yep. save that, and then I save the final as its as its own because who knows? I might go back and need to like grab that for something. Yeah, and it, it works out perfect, you know. Or I might use something that they didn't want then, and then all of a sudden it's like, hey, remember when you did that? Whatever it was, and like, oh shit, when did I do that? And then go back and like, you know, there it is. And yeah. So it it works out nice, but yeah, I don't. In between teaching and consulting and you know, and getting again getting good clients like you know Bergen Real Estate and mm-hmm. you know, some of the other ones that I've done and um, Antone's Kitchen I did that logo so you know um, and it keeps it it keeps it fun you know who I'm really excited to talk to at the conference is um, Aiden from Eusteria I'm really excited to talk to her like I really like their their, their brand- messaging and their branding yeah. and I like I kind of want to pick her brain no, she's just doing it for Yosteria, right? Yeah, she's just doing Yosteria. Because yeah. that's her brother, brother, I think. I haven't had a chance to go down there. Neither have I. And I want to because, I mean, if you go spend how many months, years, whatever, in Italy, you're going to come back with some banging pizza. Yeah. I'll tell you what, the other good place. Okay, now we're going to the other side of the creativeness which is like with food is um, Space Cat. I follow them on Instagram. Where are they at? In Draft House. That's Space Cat. Okay, because one sure. of my buddies at work was telling me about it. You have to go all the way to the back because there's just a little window. Yeah, okay. Oh, it's like a window. It's like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hello. It. Yeah. It, yeah, they're there. They're, I mean, the food is, I mean, the food scene downtown is, is getting really good. Um, down here in Dub City, Speakeasy has really good food. If you want really good beer. Have you been to Modern Methods yet? I have not been there yet. Oh, Ponch, you got to go. Oh, man. I have to go down there. They pretty much know me by name down there. That's a problem. That's, that's not good. Yeah, I'm telling her, I'm like, come down to Modern Methods. And they're like, why? I'm like, well, I live five minutes away from there. Now, where are they? So, okay, go down Market Street, go to the intersection of Market and North Park. You know where Howard's is at? Yeah. 
turn left on North Park, they're in Dave Grohl Alley. Oh, okay. So if you're walking down Dave Grohl Alley, like, towards the Burger King, okay. they're on the left-hand side. There's just a little sign up above, and they've okay. got a roll-up door. But um, I haven't had a beer there that I haven't liked. They did, this was, like, in May. They did a collaboration with Cockeye Barbecue, also another good food place. It was called Westside Heat. It was a Chipotle, it was a Russian Imperial Stout. Cockeye smoked the malts, and then they put Chipotle pepper in it. Ooh. And as you drank it, your mouth got warmer. Interesting. It was amazing. It's like, I like simple, clean, You'd like beer. their lager and their Hefeweizen then. I don't like I'm not I mean You like IPAs? Yes I do. Okay, their Dub City and their Dub Square is pretty good. Um Dub Dub City. Uh, yeah. Although my friend Brian goes there and he's like, I can't drink this because of the Warriors. I'm like, oh, yeah, well, we're the original Dub City. Fuck them. Yeah. But that yeah. A little bitter about LeBron, but whatever. Yeah. I just wanted I wanted to see them up. Yeah. Cavs should do something well. I like what they have. They can't. So. They, they don't. If they start tanking shit, then I'll do. I've lost all respect for the NBA after Game One, with the way. Yeah, I was like. It was funny. I was watching Game Two, and I'm like, "Is J.R. Smith limping? Because LeBron beat him with a chair." <laughs> but. Yeah. All right. Well. Cool. Well, thanks for having me on. Thanks for coming out. I think that wraps it up. Um, you have social media, don't you? Yeah. Can people follow you anywhere? Yeah, I'm on Instagram at mponticus. On Twitter, I my handle is at uh, greekacola, greekacola, which was a nickname that I had. And then socketnopdesign.com, which that has really nothing on there, just a form to fill out because yep. it's like I really don't have time. That's fine. It's like the emperor, you know, it's like... It's like the shoemaker doesn't, you know, have his own shoes. Yeah. Because he's making them for everybody else. So, um, yeah, that's where I can be found. Or right. at YSU. Yeah, at YSU. And if anybody's listening, well, I don't know if this is going to get posted before Do You Alive. Probably, Probably won't be. Let's <laughs> yeah. be honest. Yeah. Um, but you can follow me on Facebook and Instagram at B Squared Graphics. My website is bsquaredgraphicservices.com. All right, guys. Catch you next episode.